Welcome to the Performance Podcast with Melissa Kender, where I'm here to help you stay strong and last long in your athletic endeavors. There's no running topic too broad or lifting topic too heavy that we won't cover. So if you're looking to get fitter, faster, stronger, then this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Melissa, certified functional strength coach, personal trainer, running coach, hybrid athlete with a no BS approach to fitness, creating unfiltered conversations around fitness topics that can be somewhat messy. And the answer is often, it depends. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Performance Podcast. Wherever you are tuning in from, I want to say thank you. Whether you're on a walk, on your way to work, at the gym, on a run, thank you so much for tuning in and supporting me. Now, today's episode is all about the marathon taper. So what is tapering and why is it so important for marathons? Now, tapering is the process of progressively decreasing the volume of your training in preparation for a race. It's an essential part of every training plan, including the marathon, a 10K, 5K, half marathon, and things like that. Tapering is one of the most essential components of any marathon training plan, but it can also be one of the trickiest to implement, so we're going to touch on that today. With tapering, runners are sometimes afraid of cutting back on their training, and this is usually because they worry that taking time off right before a big race will erase all of their hard work that they put in over the weeks and months, which is now super wrong. Marathon taper is the time where your body gets a chance to adapt to all your hard work that you've been putting in. If you think about it, you've had weeks and months and months of this cumulative fatigue of training where you're just pushing yourself and progressively overloading And now the taper is time to let the magic happen. During the taper, levels of muscle glycogen, enzymes, antioxidants, hormones, and other things that have been depleted by a lot of exercise return to normal, which is key to have an effective race day. Your muscles are now allowed to fully rebuild, repair, adapt to the training load that you've worked months on. And one study showed that there was 5.6% performance improvement from a taper. And also during the taper, it reduces your total fatigue so that you feel fresher and have fresher legs going into race day. And then on race day, you can have increased time to fatigue while racing. And one study showed that that was up to 22%, which is absolutely awesome. And then on top of that, muscle glycogen stores increase for available fuel during your race. So all win-wins. Because if you think about it, again, when you're training months and months, you have this cumulative fatigue and your muscle glycogen stores are constantly getting depleted. So when you have the taper, you get to fill this all back up and then you use it all on race day. So if you skip out on tapering, you're actually going to go into the race with your body in a deficit, which is what we don't want. We want our bodies to be in top form, right? So that's why we have all of this training back and forth training for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then we let our body do its thing, and then we're ready on race day. Tapering should be a welcome relief after hitting your peak week mileage and intensity, which is usually a couple weeks before the race. Instead of the sudden free time, sometimes sends runners into this huge tailspin. So that's what we're going to cover today. So let's jump in. When it comes to tapering, the truth is that reducing your mileage is critical 
not only for full recovery before the race, but also for achieving optimal performance. In this podcast, you'll learn everything you need to know about the marathon taper and I'll also answer some pressing questions that I've been getting when it comes to this important marathon training element. So what is tapering for a marathon and why is it important? Tapering is the process of, again, gradually decreasing the volume of your training in preparation for a race. And it's essential for distances from 10K, half marathon, full marathon, and races alike. You must be wondering, though, why is it important and why should I do it? When you start to cut back on the number of miles you run, your muscles can repair and your glycogen stores can return to normal. This is super important for absorbing your training and getting those race day PRs. You put in all this hard work, so you want your performance to be poured into race day. But now I do want to touch on this. We don't want to confuse tapering with taking a complete break and complete rest. Some rest is part of the process of tapering, but if you only entirely rest for weeks before the marathon, you will lose out on important biological changes that you made during your training and that we touched on earlier, like the enzymes, hormones, antioxidants, glycogen stores, and things like that. This means that on race day, you should feel bursting with energy because your body is relaxed and primed and ready to run its best. You've now decreased the odds that you'll show up overtrained and unable to get the most out of yourself, right? We don't want to be overreaching and overtrained and have heavy legs going into any race day. So over the weeks of the taper, exhausted muscles have the chance to rebuild stronger and micro tears that were formed during your training can heal properly. Now, this is based on a review of 50 studies that were published in the journal Medicine and Science in Sports and Exercise. A research published showed that tapering can improve the function of fast twitch muscle fibers, which can lead to faster race times. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but Not every race is a PR, but we want every race to be a PR, right? So we want to race our best on race day. We want to have a good performance and feel our best. And again, looping back around to the study we talked about earlier, the tapering provided a 5.6% performance improvement and also increased the time to fatigue by 22% during the race. So So the benefits are very real. So some top main goals of the marathon taper. So the one is increasing muscle glycogen to ensure they return to normal and are fully loaded and fully ready for race day, right? So we've been depleting our muscle glycogen stores for weeks and months. So we want to ensure that they return to normal so that we can feel our best, perform our best on race day. And now with making sure we top off our muscle glycogen stores, just going sidetracked really quick. We actually want to start doing this three to four days before the marathon. And now another main goal of the marathon taper is to minimize any stress on your mind and body, which allows you to feel fresher. So we want to go into the race with not only a fresh body, but a fresh mind. So again, over the weeks and months, you, uh, you develop this accumulated fatigue, which can weigh on not just your body, but your mind. So this little time allows for you to feel fresher. And this taper also reduces the risk of overtraining right before a race. So we don't want to start overreaching or overrate or overtraining before race day. 
It also increases muscle recovery and reduces muscle fatigue. So again, going into race day with a fresh body and with fresh legs. We don't want to go into race day with heavy legs. And then again, having this taper just allows your body to do its thing to repair and grow on all of the hard work that you've put in. And it helps even to improve the function of fast twitch muscle fibers to assist in faster race time. So allow your body to do its thing the weeks leading up to the marathon so that you can crush it. So when should you start tapering for a marathon? So peak week, which is usually the largest running week leading up to the marathon, where you have the most running volume and most intensity, and all plans vary, but it's usually about three weeks out from the marathon. Again, traditional training plans call for a taper that's three weeks, sometimes four weeks, but that can be a little long. And elites will even do 10 days, and the two-week taper is actually becoming more common. But again, it depends on your training history, how well you're recovering, your past injuries, your experience, how long you've been running, how many marathons you've been doing, and so much more. And a study that was published just a couple years ago showed that actually a three-week marathon taper provided more race day benefits. And this study was actually super cool. It pulled over 150,000 runners, but the study also really showed and proved that you have to have a structured taper plan, and that's super key. So how do you taper for a marathon? Taper does not mean plop on the couch, bust out the hot dogs and chips, and just lounge out for a couple weeks straight. And taper does not mean catch up on insane amount of works and stress yourself out for those couple weeks leading to the marathon as well. And it also doesn't mean switching to a lot of other types of workouts and strength training and adding in all of this other volume just because you're not running. So again, the taper for a marathon is very strategic. Now, there are many tips to tapering for a marathon, and we're going to go into them a little bit later more in detail. But essentially, there's a twofold approach to tapering. And let's discuss some of the components. So first, you want to keep your schedule the same. You want to run the same number of days. You want to keep foam rolling and doing your thing. But the main thing is you want to start decreasing total mileage, which is what we're going to go into later. You also want to make sure that you're still including quality speed work, but again, at a lesser volume. Another thing is you want to reduce any heavy lifting two weeks before your race. And now I can't stress this enough. It takes your body time to recover and adapt. And now heavy weightlifting right before your marathon is not recommended just because it can stress the ANS system of the body and stress your body. And you'll go into the race not feeling fresh. And so now that's two weeks out. And so the week of your race, you actually want to eliminate weightlifting the week of your race. You can still include mobility, core work, things like that. But any lifting... And anything new race week, definitely avoid. And now another key component with the tapering is learning to carb load correctly. And again, you want to start doing this three to four days out from the marathon, not just a day prior. And you want to start practicing this in your training. So during your long runs, you want to start practicing carb loading a couple days prior so that you have a dress rehearsal, so to speak, and that your body is ready. Because really, we have to train our gut, we have to train our digestion, just like we train our body. So how should I cut my mileage while tapering for a marathon? 
While tapering, you want to cut back on your volume just enough to help you recover and adapt while still feeling fresh, but not so much that you just feel tired and like you haven't done anything. And based on a bunch of studies, you should reduce your overall mileage by 40 to 60%. And again, this is going to depend if you're doing a three-week taper or two-week taper. So say you're doing a three-week taper, maybe week one, your taper is a reduction of about 30% from your highest volume week. And then the second week, your taper is a reduction of about 40% from your highest volume week. And then week, the final week of your taper is a reduction of up to 60% from your highest volume week. So what we lose in distance, we make up for continuing with speed work just reduced accordingly to the total mileage reductions. Intensity remains the same, but it's shortened accordingly and appropriately. So how should I do speed work while tapering for a marathon? When tapering for a marathon, you should continue to incorporate speed workouts. The goal is to maintain muscle tension so your legs don't feel flat on race day. The key is to ensure that these speed sessions maintain the same level of intensity but they should be shorter in duration. A few examples can be maybe a long run that includes three by one mile at marathon pace in a 10 mile run, if you had previously done something like six or seven miles at marathon pace. And during the week, you might do five by one minute at 5K pace, say if you've previously done 10 to 12 reps at that pace. So again, it's that total reduction in volume. And then also you can still incorporate running strides at the end of a couple runs. Also, I just want to stress, these are just loose examples. Now, a question I get is, will I be eating too much during my taper or am I eating too much during my taper? Listen, I do not want you to stress about the calories during your race taper. Honestly, you're running less, but your body needs fuel and needs food to repair itself. And the hunger pains will decrease after that first week of lower mileage. So don't stress. Remember, you want your body to heal, to repair, and go into race day with your best performance. Now, I do encourage you during those couple weeks of tapering, choose foods to help your body recover. So think quality protein, nutritious foods, healthful fats, good carbs, and all of that. And trust me, when you focus on quality nutrition, you'll be just fine. You want to show up on race day well-fueled, not sluggish from restricting your food. So focus on eating when hungry and getting in lots of nutrient-dense foods. Now let's jump into the marathon tapering checklist. For every runner, this starts after your longest run, which again is usually two to three weeks out from your marathon. And for me, I'm doing a three-week taper. So my longest run will be just about three weeks before the Chicago Marathon this year. So again, you want your taper to start the day after your longest run. And with any plan, your long run can be 18, 19, 20 miles, sometimes up to 22 miles. So again, this depends on your experience, how many marathons you've done, your coaching plan, and all of that. That being said, lower mileage runners may not need to cut back on volume just as much. And higher mileage runners should stick to the same number of days that they run per week, but reduce the volume of each run. It's essential to lessen the volume and intensity, but not fully eradicate it. So again, it's like doing a nice little dance. And we want to keep doing speed work as mentioned above, but with that lesser volume. So you continue to do speed work at the same intensity, but for shorter durations. 
Again, the goal is to maintain that muscle tension so your legs don't feel flat on race day. And so you want to utilize maybe a short fart-like workout to help calm the nerves and remind your body what marathon pace feels like. And your easy runs or relaxed pace running while tapering should be done at a minute to two minutes or more slower than your marathon pace. And we don't want to reduce our volume excessively. We want to do it strategically. So we want to avoid drastically reducing volume as this will disrupt our rhythm of training and the cycle that our body is accustomed to. So following your plan and progressively reducing your mileage 40 to 60%. No need to drop to 100% no running. Even if the change is going from a lot of training to a lot of rest, our bodies don't appreciate things that are drastically different from the norm. Many athletes discover that they, if they overrest or over taper, they can experience a mark of lack of energy on race day. So we really want to taper strategically and appropriately and gradually. Keeping your body and our bodies in routine and sharpening our endurance is still an important part throughout the marathon taper. So you still want to do a long run, but just at lesser volume. And if you drop the long run too much too soon, you can over taper and feel flat. So I recommend doing, say if you're training for a half marathon, which I know we're talking about full marathons here, but if you're doing a half marathon, I recommend an eight mile run, maybe a week prior to your half marathon. And then for a full marathon, eight to 12 mile run a week prior to race day. Again, avoid anything new or anything too challenging. The taper is a period about recovery and consolidation. So avoid anything that's new or too challenging during these couple weeks. We want to stick to a similar schedule, again, at lesser volumes, and we really want to allow our body to do its thing. We want to allow the rebuilding, repairing, recovery process so that, again, we can optimize our performance. Now, that being said, people sometimes do get into what's called the taper crazies or taper madness, where you kind of second guess everything. You go crazy. You think you should be doing more. You think you're losing fitness. Listen, I promise you are not losing fitness. You're going to be gaining fitness when it's done appropriately. So I want you to find a mantra that you can repeat to yourself, like run smooth, strong runner. We got this, whatever it is, find a mantra, repeat it to yourself. And when something hurts or when you're second-guessing yourself, remind yourself that it's likely stress and will be totally fine on race day. And again, I want you to think about control what you can control, let go of what you cannot. So don't waste your energy, don't waste your stress on things you can't control. Put all of your energy into race day. Maybe get a massage or allow yourself to relax. Treat your body well during this time. And I want you to take a bunch of deep breaths. Deep breathe and be proud of all that you've done. Look back on all of your training and see how far you've come. The big day is finally just around the corner. And as the taper finishes, it is very common to start feeling nervous. And that can actually be a good thing. Nerves mean you care. So embrace the nerves. Nerves can actually prime your brain and get you focused on the task at hand. So learn to harness them for your benefit. I want you to channel the energy to drive you to hit brand new distances and brand new paces. I want you to recognize it as adrenaline and know that it's a good thing. Trust that once the race starts, you'll be glad for that extra energy boost and that adrenaline. And now I want you to remember it's your race, your pace. I want you to visualize every mile, visualize how you'll feel, visualize getting it done. 
And I want you to just breathe, meditate, and focus on what really matters. You've trained so hard for this, but remember, at the end of the day, it's just a race. It's just a run. And something else I recommend is to do some pre-race day planning. Give your brain something tangible to think about, and this will also help you get prepped and ready for the race. So I want you to look at the course map ahead of time, look for the mile markers, look at where you'll be, look at where spectators will be, look at where the water stops are, the fueling stops, and all of that. I also want you to check out the parking situation or know maybe where you'll be dropped off or say you're staying at a hotel, so how far is it from the start and finish line? So I want you to look at all of that ahead of time to have a game plan. Also, if your friends or family are coming to the race, plan a specific spot for spectators to be during the race and then also after the race. And if traveling, pack your pre-race food and do a double check of all your must-haves. I can't stress that enough. Again, remember nothing new race day, so plan and pack ahead. I also want you to lay out all your gear. Look at everything that you're gonna be using, visualize again wearing it, and I also want you to get your race bib ready. So put the pins on it, get it ready, lay it out, and you will be good to go. And now the taper doesn't have to be a maddening, horrible time. When done strategically, you can totally optimize your performance. Thank you for listening to the Performance Podcast with Melissa Kender. And to everyone listening, share this episode of the show, leave a rating and a review on your podcast app of choice. It really helps. And thank you again. You can find me on all areas of social, and I look forward to chatting with you guys next time.